0: Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot and welcome to episode 44 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I'm also a CrossFit Level 2 trainer. The Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast focuses on the integration of mental health and fitness. In this episode, I talk with Underdogs Athletics head coach and co-owner Justin Kotler about helping people learn and grow from adversity moving at the speed of trust, self-confidence, identity, and the roles that virtuosity and humility play in maximizing performance. If you have been enjoying this podcast, take a moment to leave a rating and review. I'd greatly appreciate that. I am a licensed professional counselor working in private practice in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I meet with clients in person at my office in Chattanooga and people anywhere in Tennessee via telehealth. I enjoy helping my clients build resilience, hope, and courage in their lives. I work with adults and teenagers who are seeking to improve their responses to stress, anxiety, and adversity. My specialties include working with athletes who are looking to improve their performance, helping people strengthen their recovery from addiction, and helping people improve their emotional intelligence. Improving our mental health directly affects our performance, whether we are on the sports field, in the gym, at home, or our workplace. I believe that we are all capable of great things, and I would be honored to be a part of your journey of healing and growth. If you would like to meet with me for therapy, you can follow the link to my Psychology Today profile, which is in the description of this podcast episode, and you can click the Email Me button on that website to ask any questions you might have about how I can help you on your journey or to schedule a therapy session with me. Justin Kotler, welcome to the Counseling and Functional Fitness podcast, and thank you very much for coming on today.
1: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I uh, like I was just saying before we started recording, I listened to every podcast episode I could find that you were on, and I was I was impressed, and also enlightened by a lot of what you talked about. So I've been looking forward to this ever since we got it scheduled. Awesome,
1: man. I appreciate it. Yeah, let's let's get to it.
0: Well, tell us a bit about yourself and what you do as a coach. Sure.
1: Uh, I am the head coach and uh, co-owner of Underdogs Athletics. Uh, I've been in the CrossFit space for uh, about 16 years and uh coached at an elite level now uh for uh 13 of those years. So my first uh CrossFit Games athlete was in 2010. It was the first year uh that it wasn't on the ranch, it was the first year in Carson.
0: Ooh.
1: Um and uh and since then I, I've been um I've been an affiliate owner, uh and, and I've also uh coached, you know, individuals and teams at the games. I was also a grid coach in the pro-grid league. Uh, and so I've had a lot of experience uh in this in this space coaching and you know, very fortunately enough to to coach at a at a very high level and and you know, been lucky enough to coach a few podium athletes on the men's and women's side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh and and obviously still going strong now with, with underdogs and a lot of the athletes we have and this mm-hmm. past season obviously with uh with Alex Gazan finishing fifth at the games. Uh mm-hmm. that, that was very exciting and um we, we look to have another big year. Uh, this year as well. So, um, you know, that's that's my main role. Uh, mm. Obviously, you know, my my love is the coaching aspect. Mm. Um, you know, the the business side of things is is not my favorite, but obviously it's part of the deal. Uh, but I, I love the coaching, and especially game day coaching and and uh, competition coaching uh, when mm. I can feel like that's one of my, you know, big strengths is getting the most out of my athletes in the most stressful situations. Uh, and, uh, and that's what I love to do. So yeah, I'm very lucky to do what I do. It's a labor of love, honestly. And, uh, you know, it's it's a very fortunate existence for sure.
0: That's amazing. And well, like you mentioned, you have quite a coaching resume and I really like what you just said about getting the best out of your athletes in stressful situations. And so that with our with the next question what are some of your character traits and strengths that have helped you succeed in coaching at the highest level of crossfit and also how does that well how do you get the best out of your athletes in the in the game day situations and stressful situations too
1: Sure. Uh, well, you know, sports have always been a huge part of my life. Um, but you know, what, what a lot, a lot of people may not know also is, is I was, uh, I was a full-time recording artist, um, Hmm. between the ages of, you know, 22 and 32. Um, and, uh, so I, one, I, I feel like you know from playing high level sports, I played college athletics mm-hmm. uh, from from you know playing sports at a very young age, especially team sports and being around really good athletes, really good coaches, uh, and then and then obviously being in the performance world, uh, which is high stress as well. I feel very comfortable in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel very comfortable, um, you know, in the spotlight, uh, on camera, et cetera. But, but I also feel very comfortable around groups and around groups of athletes just from being in those situations. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky to have some great coaches growing up, um, you know, as mentors and to be able to emulate. Uh, and I feel like over the years, you know, especially after I kind of transitioned from music into fitness, um, you know, I I have a, a very uh, I don't want to say obsessive personality, but I'm very, very, you know, um, competitive. Mm-hmm. And so when I dove into CrossFit, I dove in headfirst. And when I, and when I set my mind to, uh, you know, being a top level coach and, and working with elite athletes, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I did everything that I could to gain as much knowledge as I could. And also, I think, you know, now that I've been doing this for 16 years, there's no substitute for experience. Mm-hmm. So you learn a lot through trials and tribulations, you know, what went well, what didn't go well. Uh, and I think, you know, I've I've learned over the years, um, you know, how to be a chameleon and how to really listen and communicate with athletes well and also understand what they need depending on the person, because you can't treat everyone the same. Yeah. Uh, and if you do, you'll you'll you know, what you think might work with one will break down another. So mm-hmm. you have to be, you know, very selective in in how you treat people and and especially how you treat athletes. Uh, you know they have to be able to trust you no matter what and if you don't gain that trust there's never going to be that strong you know coach athlete bond Mm -hmm. Um, so you know I think it stems from my background in athletics and in music Uh, and I think you know over the years uh, I can definitely say you know looking back at at the beginning of my career you know there were there were certainly you know mistakes made and i think that happens in in anybody's career and anything really you you have to learn what works and what doesn't but i think i'm now at a point you know where i feel very comfortable with who i am as a coach i feel very comfortable uh, with my bond, with my athletes. Um, I think that I am, I'm a very good coach for some athletes mm-hmm. and I would be the first to admit that, that I'm probably not the best coach for others. I think it depends on, you know, athletes' personalities. And I think that, that that's like in any sport, really. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, uh, so I'm very, I'm okay with that, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the athletes that generally come to me, um, at this stage, you know, are, are ones that, that I think are drawn to what they see. Um, like you said, in podcasts or at competitions, I wear my emotions on my sleeve and I'm not ashamed of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that they know that when I coach them, I'm all in, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so, um, you know, those athletes that are interested in that, uh, you know, tend, tend to, um, you know, send me a message and, and, uh, you know, I've been very lucky to work with some amazing athletes and amazing more, more importantly than that, amazing people. Right. Um, right. you know, and that's, that's really what, where I'm at now is I, I don't just want to work with a great athlete. I, I want to work with a great person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. uh, and so it's, you know, it's, it's, a I I feel very fortunate and I'm privileged to be able to be in a, in a selective position, mm-hmm. um, to right. be able to, uh, you know, have, have some say in, in, in who I coach and, um, you know, so, yeah man it's uh it's a it's a pretty good gig that's awesome
0: and i i really like how you
1: know what you do well
0: and it sounds like you know the reasons that make you a great coach for the right athletes for you
1: yeah i think so um you know i think another thing for me is that uh And I think this just is a tendency of young coaches, Mm. um, you're, you're, you're scared to ask for help. Mm. Um, you, you kind of feel like you have to control everything and whether that's ego or I I personally think it, it, it just has to do with, um, you know, not being sure of yourself. You know, Mm. I, I think, Mm. I think, uh, it, it comes with, um, a bit of self doubt. And over the years, I've learned that uh, ego is probably the worst thing you can have as a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I work with a ton of different coaches for different athletes, right? Like Mm -hmm. different weightlifting coaches, different uh, conditioning coaches, different mindset coaches, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and I have you know my my goal um, for each athlete that I work with is for them to reach their maximum potential. Mm -hmm. And if I think that someone else can bring something to the table that can help them do that. Uh, then I have absolutely no problems uh, working with anybody else. And I, I think that's something that's very important for young coaches to understand, mm-hmm. uh, that there are a lot of incredible coaches out there, a lot of coaches that are willing to collaborate, and a lot of people who are specialists in their field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I consider myself a generalist. I consider myself a project manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I take bits of this and this and this, and then I kind of put it all together to make this, you know, we got a master gumbo right where you know the the athlete can can you know um kind of eat from from all these amazing um places and uh and so essentially you know that that's what i've done you know i feel really well over the past several years and i and it's something that uh we do at underdogs and and um You know, um, I I think it's made a big difference, Um, you know, as I've gotten older as a coach and and obviously, um, you know, with the brand, um, with with our programming brand, I think it's uh, an important part of what we do.
0: Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And I really like what you said about it, well, about the ego and knowing what your specialist or specialties are and knowing that there are people who might be a better fit given whichever athlete it is for the specific need that that athlete has.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, and and I think that that's a a huge part of, of like I said, of being a coach is just understanding that you are there to do what's best for your athlete. Mm, Um, And, you know, if you do what's best for your athlete, then obviously you're, you know, it's it's going to look good for you as well. And I think if you go in with the intention of, listen, I, this is has to be selfless, and I have to do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. But if they reach their maximum potential and they do amazing things, you know, the byproduct of that is obviously creating a good reputation for yourself. Right. Uh, And, and I think, you know, that's, that's where I've been lucky is, you know, I've had some really good athletes that, you know, we've been able to get the max out of them or close to the max out of them. They've been extremely successful. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, 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 you know, luckily uh, I've been able to, to garner a a pretty decent reputation and and I'm very thankful for that. Mm -hmm. So how do you help your
0: athletes overcome and work through adversity and difficulty in training and competition?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question, and I think the first part of that is communication. The, mm. An open line of communication with an athlete is essential. Uh, I, I have had relationships with athletes in the past uh, that have broken down because of a lack of communication. Mm. Um, they could have easily been fixed, uh, and then it got past the point of no return. Uh, and And my goal now is is you know for that to never happen again. And and whether it does or not, who knows? But mm. um, understanding that I think is very important. Uh, you know, it, it, it's the it's the communication. It's 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 letting the athlete know that no matter whether things are going well or not going well, that they have that open line of communication with you. That that they trust you. Um, that you're not going to judge them, um, mm. and that you're going to you know uh, be open to discussion. Um, now, whether that has to do with programming, whether it has to do with performance, whether that has to do with, you know, they're feeling burnt out or they need a little bit of a break, you know, those are all things that you need to, to be in touch with, with your athletes. Uh, and, um, you know, I think, you know, over the past few years, it's one of the things you know that that I um, probably hold in the highest regard uh, is is my communication level um, with my athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know uh, I think they all feel comfortable being able to come to me uh, being able to tell me how they're feeling you know um, you know whether that's a good day or a bad day uh, and I encourage them um, to to come to me mm-hmm. um, you know they need to know that you are there for them mm-hmm. you know coach. And it's the thing that's the most dear to them, you know. That that's a that's a massive decision for an athlete to make, and it's a lot of trust to put onto a coach. Right. Uh, and if they don't feel like, you know, if they don't feel like you have their best interest in mind. Um, then generally speaking, things will break down. Mm. Um, so, you know, I can't stress enough, especially for a lot of the young coaches listening, you know, how important communication is. Mm. Uh, and and I also think being able, like I said before, being able to be a bit of a chameleon, be, being able to read a situation. Mm. You know, there are some athletes that I have who started out in team athletics, who, who played a lot of sports growing up, who had coaches, um, who were used to, um you know getting maybe tough love sometimes and it's something that they respond to uh but then there are other athletes who who didn't get that and you know if you give them the same tough love you might give someone else they don't take it that way. They take it as as you kind of uh, it's almost like a verbal assault, right? And and then they become very internal and and they internalize it and they they get upset and it may affect their performance negatively. You have to be able to understand your athlete and read your athlete and know what needs to be said in in the most stressful moments because, like I said, you know what you may be able to get out of one athlete by saying one thing, you may destroy another athlete by saying the same thing. So. Being a chameleon as a coach, uh, being able to read the situation uh, is very, very important. right. well, and it, one thing that was a word
0: that or a word that came up in my mind while you were talking about communication is trust and yes. also, there's this quote I really like that applies to therapy, but I think high level fitness coaching as well that is move at the speed of trust mm. because but also moving wisely. With the trust that has been earned, because there, as you mentioned about being a chameleon, there are times when an athlete or athlete, a might need a more firm approach where athlete B might need a much more gentle
1: approach. Absolutely. I I, I can't stress that enough. Mm. Uh, And I think. I think that was something that was, you know, a a really a turning point for Mm. me. Uh, in my career was understanding that, understanding that you can't treat everyone the same way, understanding that, um, you know, you don't know everything about everyone, you know, and and also understanding that the same things that motivate me are not the same things that may motivate someone else. Mm, Right. Um, And and taking the time to listen. Um, And, uh, you know, I think these are all incredibly important you know parts of being a, a successful coach in 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 any sport or or really in 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 any uh line of work really Definitely. you know um yeah. you know you you have to be able to communicate you have to to be able to have those people that that rely on you you have to you know they they have to be able to trust you implicitly mm. uh and um you know i i feel like I'm at a point now, like I said, you know, in my career where, where I feel like, you know, I've kind of hit that sweet spot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, um you know, it's great. I mean, honestly, it, it, it feels really good, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, the athletes that I have now, um, we have... A really special relationship, you know. It's a fantastic coach athlete bond, but beyond that, I think it's it's just a a, a special human bond, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, and and it's it's something that I that I cherish for sure. Mm, that's so great. Well, and also I think
0: these things about communication translate or transfer into all different kinds of work, like you said, and all different kinds of relationships as well. Absolutely. And something else that you mentioned a few minutes ago was really the importance of being sure of yourself. And you were talking about that in the context of coaching. And I think that is so relevant in so many different areas as well and a way I like to think about this and I did a few or I did an episode a few episodes ago of this podcast about how to build self-confidence and I think that applies really well here so if anyone wants to learn more about self-confidence check out that episode but I I think it's so important to work from a place and even coach as a place or be a th- be a therapist from a place of being sure of myself rather than doing these things in order to try to be sure of myself that's a huge difference and if we can work from a in any role that we're in from a solid stable place of identity and security in that identity that serves everyone in the picture very well rather than. Working in order to try to earn a sense of security and stability in
1: who we are. Yeah, I think that's a great point, point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you know applying that uh, as a coach is is a huge part of of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I think, I think part of that comes with experience for sure. I think, you know, part of that comes, like we said, with the trials and tribulations Mm. with, with failures and wins, Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's understanding, you know, what you do well and maybe what you don't do well, Mm. Uh, you know, and, and if you do, you'll have a much better sense of your identity uh, Mm. as a person, as a coach. And I think that makes you must much more trustworthy to the people who, need to trust you Mm. uh you know and uh so i i i think that that's a i think that's a great point
0: Mm, yeah so a definition of virtuosity can be performing the common uncommonly well so how do you practice virtuosity and how do you practice or how do you encourage your athletes to practice virtuosity
1: yeah I i i think again um you know I think for me, uh, creating virtuosity as a coach, uh, was kind of what you just talked about, which was developing my identity, which was Mm -hmm. understanding what type of coach I want to be. Uh, you know, for me, it's not, you know, there are some coaches who can make it purely a business relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not me. And that was, and that, and that I needed to very quickly come to that conclusion, uh because you know to make it purely a business uh relationship would have been lying to myself and it would have been lying to the athlete mm-hmm. so them understanding that for me it's a it's all it's a passion project uh mm-hmm. you know i can't help that that's just the way that i am as a as a person and as a coach mm-hmm. You know, and then obviously, you know, aside from the years of study and and understanding, you know, uh, the science and programming and CrossFit and competition, et cetera. I mean, those are all things you got to get your chops up in it's really understanding human relationships. It's understanding, you know, how to get the most out of people and, and, and help them reach their maximum potential. And that may be different for each person, but it's understanding how to get there. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, and I think experience has a huge part of that. Um, so for me, uh, you know, I, I, again, I think it, it had to, it had to do with, you know, trying many things, um, many things that worked, many things, things that didn't over the years, uh, and getting to the point where you have, you know, all this data and understanding, um, and then essentially just the feeling of, okay, I feel like I've reached a place where I feel really good about Mm -hmm. who I am as a coach, about what I can offer to people. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, luckily so far it, it seems to be pretty successful. Um, you know, as far as athletes concerned, you know, uh, I mean, obviously there are certain things, um, you know, when you, when you look at a specific athlete, um, you know, they, they come to you with different skill sets, uh, you know, depending on what they've done in their lives, uh, you know, somebody who was a gymnast or someone who came as a track and field athlete, or someone who came, you know, as a soccer player, someone who came as a swimmer, and they all have these intrinsic, uh, skills, which, which obviously, um, are, highly beneficial, um, when, when they start CrossFit, depending on what those things are, you have to be able to, you have to be able to recognize those things. Um, but beyond that, uh, I I think you have to be able to understand what, What you have to do to help them get to that next place, uh, you know, to get to that next level. Um, You know, generally, virtuosity comes with a ton of practice, but generally, generally that practice has to be perfect practice. Mm -hmm. It can't just be practice. Right. And so you've got to drill the basics and drill the basics and drill the basics until you have created the, this, you know, this incredible, you know, you're building with bricks. You don't want to build with marbles. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and so ultimately, you know uh, that's what we do, um, you know, and, and once we see that someone has developed those things, um, you know, we can then go to the next step and start to make things a little bit more complex. Um, but, you know, I can't stress enough, um, identify what you're you know that the, their priorities are concerned and then and then drilling the basics until it until like you said it it, it be, you know becomes uh, virtuosity essentially right
0: mm. yeah and i think experience plays a huge part in that too in practicing very well and with purpose and with intentionality too absolutely i mean especially with the the highest level of crossfit athletes there are so many movements That they have to be so well versed in and so familiar with, but then of course the unknown and unknowable aspects at the highest level of competition that they have to know all these or all those movements so well and be expecting maybe
1: even something new too. Yeah. And, and I think that's a huge part of what we do as well. You know, you, you, you also have to give your athletes those things in practice. Mm. You have to make them uncomfortable and you have to help them get on. You have to help them get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Uh, and that's a huge part of what we do, uh, especially at high level competitions, you know, like the games or like a rogue when you know they're going to throw things at you you've never seen before. Uh, and in a lot of ways, it's the athletes who can adapt the best who do the best. Mm. Uh, you can have some Someone who's incredible at online qualifiers, and they feel really comfortable in their gym. But once right. they get outside their gym, they really struggle, right. you know. And I think it's part of your job as a coach to be able to identify that and to make sure that you practice the things that they're uncomfortable with, so that they when so that when they get uncomfortable, they don't panic. Uh, and and I think that's a that's a big part of CrossFit. That's a big part right. of the of the unknowable for sure.
0: Well, and the importance of practicing being uncomfortable so as to not panic, like you're talking about. That is, I think, so powerful and such an important lesson that I think, unfortunately, many people aren't willing to do. But I think if if athletes and people in general want to perform at the highest level, that they need to, as you said, get more comfortable being uncomfortable and also practicing being uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Abs- and absolutely that pays off huge. Absolutely.
0: So, what is the biggest lesson you've learned through fitness?
1: Oh man, well that's a that's a big <laughs> question. Uh probably humility. Mm. Honestly, mm. you know, I feel like the minute you think you know everything is <laughs> is the minute that you realize you don't. Uh, mm. And if you think you do, you're fooled. You know, constantly. Mm. Uh, And, and I, I, you know, I kind of treasure that because honestly, you know, you're constantly learning, you know, you're constantly learning things as a coach, you're constantly learning things as a person, as a mentor, um, as a father, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. things that you can apply to every part of your life, um, you know, and, and I think all you can do is, is your best, you know, and, and, and uh, and you can, you put it out there and, and, you know, ideally you succeed, um, but you have to recognize that, uh, you know, sometimes you won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if you can accept that, uh, you know, I think that, that this thing you can, you know, I think, I think this is something that, that, you know, you can build a life with and really, and, and love it, you know, um, there has to be, obviously there has to be a, a, a bit of, I don't know, I don't know if obsession is the word, but the, but there has to be, you know, the, the commitment and the discipline, yeah. right. Well, to to the be thing. the best that you can be, right. um, you know, but but again, I think there's a there's a healthy way to do that. And, and as a coach, um, you know, I, I think that if you can instill that in your athletes as well, you know, know that that you're disciplined and you're committed to them and you'll do whatever you need to do to help them reach their maximum potential. I think that's mm-hmm. huge. Uh, but also be honest with them and, and sometimes ask for help. Uh, and I, and I think that's a huge part of being a successful coach and, you know, so yeah, I think humility is, is, is probably, uh, you know, in my, in my experience is, is the thing that's, it's probably yeah, I've learned the most is, is to stay humble, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think part of that too or part of what's involved in humility is self-awareness too. And as you mentioned, being aware of what you are really good at and being aware of what it's best to pass off to a different coach or specialist for.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of good coaches. There's a lot of people here to help. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of athletes that, that, you know, are, are, Striving to be the best that they can be, and you know, some of them are are doing it by themselves, and and uh, I know that that's that's a tough thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we developed this camp to be able to help athletes. We we developed underdogs to be able to help athletes reach their maximum potential. Mm-hmm. Uh and and you know there's a lot of really good camps that are doing the same thing. Um mm-hmm. and and there's places for for athletes to go. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I I hope uh those that are obviously, you know, striving and doing extremely well by themselves, great. But those who um who who are looking for coaches and need help, uh I hope that they'll uh hope they'll reach out because um, you know, we're we're here to help and and obviously uh, you know, um that's that's what we put this thing together for.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we are coming up on the end of the on the end of the Zoom meeting time, but one thing I wanted to say in closing is that it was great to talk with you today and to hear about you, and also that I I think you and I are similar in a lot of ways in in that in my work as a mental health therapist, I really am invested with my clients and care a lot about the work that I do, and that includes emotional investment as well and that's something that you talked a little bit about and so i I think that's something really interesting and really amazing too that we have in common
1: awesome adam i appreciate it thanks so much for having me it's uh it's been great you're very welcome thank you for coming on absolutely
0: Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing fitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.